with no instructions. I'm Bob Claggett. And I'm Josh <laughs> We gotta figure something out. Yep. Hey, we're back. Episode three. Um, I'm gonna continue work on my Tron light cycle set. Lego ideas, Tron legacy light cycle set. What are you working on today? I got a new one. You got a new one. Uh, I am starting as a big one. Oh, by the way, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. I guess we kind of did that already, but maybe not. In a silly way. This is a new podcast in case you're, you know, you're new to it. It's new. <laughs> it's, it's new whether you're new to it or not. Anyway, proceed, Josh. Yeah, so I am starting um, this Lego Technic rescue helicopter. It is really big. It is really big. Discontinued. And yes. Right? We got this off eBay. And so it looks like, not like the helicopter that I flew in, it looks like a, uh, it's called a Merlin helicopter. It's Merlin. European. Hmm. Yeah. But it's so yellow and red. this is a red. specific model. This is an actual It's meant helicopter. to replicate. Okay. And it's meant to look like as best that Lego could without having to pay uh, Augusta Westland a bunch of money. Hmm. So it's in, it has sliding cargo door. It's got four big blades. It's got a tail rotor and a ramp that folds down. So, I mean, it's not to scale, but yeah. it doesn't look like an American helicopter. It's modeled off a European helicopter, which is super cool anyway. It's got retractable landing gear. This is stuff I love about the Technic sets is that it moves and does things. Yeah. It's the engineering and the child in me that loves these type of sets. Yeah, like the little the string with the hook that goes down, mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's always really cool. Yeah, and this one actually has provisions for the motor kit. So you can get the rotors to spin and the landing gear to retract, um, which I've never messed with the motor kit that comes in the Legos. I never messed with this one. These, these are the newer ones. So when I was a kid, we had, this is like a little block this. motorized mm -hmm. thing. Well, that's a battery The box. power functions. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, we had these gray motors that were, it was like a like a Lego cylinder with a flat top and flat bottom. Mm -hmm. And the motor was about maybe inch and a half, two inches long with a little post sticking out of it, the force, you know, the plus shaped post. And then the battery pack was that same shape extruded out to about, I don't know, eight or 10 inches long or something. And then there's a little cable that connected those two things. That's entirely different from what they have now. This looks a little I've more never used. compact. Yeah. Yeah. I've never used it. Either. It doesn't come with this, but like I said, it's got provisions for it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like the motor's cool. It's got like multiple holes. Mm -hmm. The old motor just had a post. And so you had to, you know, build on top of that post, which is fine. Yeah. So you just got back from vacation. I did get back from vacation. Want to talk about it? <laughs> sure. I don't think our wives, no one has listened to this yet. So our wives definitely haven't listened to this because this will be yeah. a nice cathartic kind of therapy yeah, session maybe, for maybe. vacation time. I'm bad at vacations. Like, historically bad. And I realized this year... Sorry. It's okay. I realized this year that I get worse at it every year. Really? Yeah. Are you actively trying to get better at it? Um, parts of it. So, I have I have problem with vacation for a few reasons. And I, we were talking to our friends uh, on the way back. We stopped and stayed with some friends. I was trying to talk to them about it. There's a few reasons why I don't do well on vacation. One is I don't like just sitting. So like part of it has to do with work. I love my job. 
I love, I have plans, I have lots of ideas, I wanna constantly be producing things, you know, whether it's for video or otherwise, I just, I like to be productive. I like yeah. to be moving forward. And so there's part of it that I don't do well on vacation because it's not the job. Or I know that there's stuff I want to do that's there waiting for me. That's part of it. The other part is like, I I just don't like being in a place and just sitting there. Now, do you think it was this particular vacation spot that made that worse? I think possibly. I think certain vacation spots where there's like, we're going to go and we're going to go to this place and we're going to explore a new thing. That's pretty cool. And I'm doing something, right? Mm -hmm. It's maybe not productive and it's not always about that, but it's like, Discovery, I think, is Just, productive. It's yeah, moving right. yourself further. Right. Trying something new, mm -hmm. engaging in something. You know, going to museums is cool because you're, like, learning things. and um, But, like, part of just going to the beach and just being – I know you're a Florida guy. Well, you I, like the beach or whatever. But to me, yeah. like, the idea of just going to a beach and being hot <laughs> for the sake of just being there <laughs> – and then you're surrounded by, have my little Anakin moment, sand is just everywhere and it gets in everything. Okay, so I have a theory about, well, it's not really a theory. It's just my way of whining, that there's certain places in the world that we shouldn't be. And we go there because we're humans. As a species? As a species. Because okay. we invade things, because we take over and we think we're in charge of everything. Right. Okay, fine. But like basically, if you go to a place where you cannot comfortably walk in shoes without shoes, you probably shouldn't live there. Mm. This kind of applies to the beach, but not entirely. So if you go to Antarctica, mm -hmm. you cannot walk there safely without shoes on. Your feet will frostbite. You'll they'll fall off. They'll turn mm -hmm. black. Gross stuff. You shouldn't live there. That's a pretty good indicator that there's something about that environment that does not work with people. Okay. Okay. So you go to the desert. Super mm -hmm. hot sand. You can't comfortably walk from place to place without shoes on don't live there and so <laughs> i sound like such an idiot get off my no, lawn i'm following you so that you know goes down to a, a smaller account like if you go to the beach you go to a place that's like you're gonna get super hot and uncomfortable like maybe you just shouldn't be there or if you're gonna go to a place that's super dangerous and it's just filled with animals that want to eat you maybe you shouldn't be there I would, okay. So the Amazon, I would do the same thing. Like, I don't want to go to the Amazon. There's people mm. walk around in the Amazon without any shoes, and there's, like, bugs that can apparently carry you off and, and, and afford. <laughs> so that seems, like, massively unappealing to me. Right. Camping, I'm kind of on board with camping. Really? Yeah. Just kind of? Yeah. I'm a little bit, like, there's a mm. margin. Does the location matter? Probably. But... I mean, being in the army, like you had to sleep where you had to sleep. Right. And then it's not, it's, it's work. You are working at enjoyment. So the beach to me, maybe because I'm, I'm from there, hmm. is a place where I don't have to work at enjoyment. The surroundings are enjoyable enough to where. Interesting. Okay. So my idea of relaxing is that I can just be somewhere without having to constantly be on and constantly have to like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm camping, I got to survive. Yeah. Well, there's a part of me that kind of likes that survival piece. That's the piece of camping I kind of enjoy. Right. But you always have to work at camping. You're like, where am I going to get water? How am I going to keep a fire going? How, where am I going to store food correctly? Where am huh. I going to do all these things? So it's, 
it's a process that you I think you can feel productive because you yeah. are winning at surviving. <laughs> right. To where the beach maybe again it no the beach that you guys went to is the Atlantic Ocean Beach. Yeah. To me that's not the beach. Yeah. That's, that's I've right, lived yeah. in I've lived in places that the beach is the like the sugar sand and the beautiful water and when we went to the Atlantic coast, when we lived there, it seemed like fertile soil to me or just like <laughs> rocks and bits of beer bottle yeah. or like stabby shells. Like you said, where you need shoes. Yeah. That was not enjoyable. I don't enjoy that part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. But it's also just like, see, that's fine. Too loud. So the camping thing, I, it's, that's interesting to hear you say, because I look at camping as like, this is adventure. Like even if in, even in the softest version of camping where you like pull your car into the spot, you have to like set up a little tent. You have to throw your firewood that you bought at the, you know, 7-Eleven in the, <laughs> in the can and like let it on fire with some lighter fluid. Even the softest version, that's Ooh, still like. Lighter fluid. Man. You're putting your pinky in the air now. You're talking I'm about not saying fluid. I do that. I'm just saying like even in that scenario, it's still, that's like, okay, cool. Like we're making a little temporary home for ourselves. And that part of it is fun. To me, going out on the beach and just sitting there and being hot. Right. Is like, why am I here? I could be in the shade a hundred feet from here (laughs) and not be hot and still be here. You know, and like the water, okay, the water's fine, but it's generally not, well, at least where we were, it's Mm -hmm. not super warm. So Mm -hmm. they go out there and you're just like kind of cold, kind of shaking, kind of okay. And then... And I'm such a jerk. I'm such like a whiner. I, I get it. We go to uh, Florida Spring. Tons of springs in Florida. These uh-huh. like natural water comes up out of the ground. Which one did you go to? We went to... Uh, started with an A. Alex Spring? Oh, Ac- I don't know. Okay. Ac- I don't sure. Know. Something. We've been to several of them. We go to this place. It's beautiful. It looks like you're in the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And there's like this really clear water. There's like a river flowing through and then this clear section. We get there and it's like a pretty park and everything. We get there and the people are like, oh, everybody just got back in the water. Because a few minutes ago, there was an alligator out there. So we had to get everybody out of the water. And I'm like, why in the world would you get in water if there's an alligator there? (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. There's plenty of water in the world that doesn't have things that will eat you in it. Surprisingly, I don't think that's true. Or maybe just not yeah. in my my travels. Looking at a body of water, I assume that there's something in there that's going to eat me or try to kill me. Oh. Um, <laughs> so back to the beach, right? So if I were grounded from the water, going to the beach would be a much a significantly less enjoyable endeavor. Right. So okay. for me, the, the beach is holistic. Like I can't, you can't take one without the other. Because yeah, you're pretty much baking in the sunshine without any kind of reprieve unless you have some water to go cool off in. And then when you're like also all salty and gross in the water, then you go back and you bake for a little bit and you dry off. And then it's kind of a, yeah, you know, it's, it's a bake and rest, bake and rest type type deal. And and my wife and I are both scuba divers. So it's, if I'm going to go to the beach, I'm going to go out in the water and I'm going to go discover and I'm going to go see things under the water that I may have never seen before. That sounds like adventure to me. That sounds awesome. But there is also that piece of me that I can just sit on that. So there's a beach um, in the Panhandle of Florida where we're from that's owned by the Air Force. So there's no big gaudy condominiums. There's no mm. 
facilities. It's just the beach. I've been going there since I was like four. It's on a little pull off on the road. And out of all the places that we've been in the world, I can call that place like that's the the solace. That's the like to take a break from everything and just go to that beach and just relax for a little while. Now, hmm. I, I don't want to spend the whole day there. Right. A lot of people like to hang out and just be like, oh, I can spend a few hours. But again, I'm going in the water. I have an agenda. When the kids are with me now, it's a little less fun. Mm-hmm. Because they're eating sand or like, oh, this is my face or someone hit me or I got to poop. And <laughs> there's like not staying. a place to poop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get that. But I think sitting at like when we when we went to the beach on the Atlantic coast, I did not like it. Hmm. I didn't like any part of it. Maybe I haven't been to enough beaches. Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't have, think so. I have really. I mean, I've been to some Gulf side beaches mm-hmm. and they were like I went to Sanibel growing up a couple of times with a friend. And it was really nice. It was really pretty. I think it, for me, it has less to do with the locale and more of just the expectation of people go to a beach to sit. Yep. And like, I just, I, it's not awful. I mean, I'm not, I'm like playing it up a little bit, but like, I can just think of a hundred other things I would rather be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. Like when we went to the beach, it was about the kids. Kids and my wife, she is attached to the beach. She loves it. And I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get it for her. Like, yeah. I understand that that's a thing for her. I could go walk through the woods for several hours and not have an agenda and not be trying to get anywhere. But, like, I would just be looking around at all the stuff and all, like, seeing little animals scamper. And that, I like that, you know. So I get that there's a space that she just is connected to. The kids love playing on the beach. They love playing in the water. And I like playing in the water, too. It's not that. But it's just like a... It's just hard for me to do vacations like that. Yeah. You know? And I hate that I can't be a little more just like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's just go chill for a while. Just like, ah. So we started building sandcastles. There's um, a game that we play. And I, su- I super, my God, that's loud. my intention, or not my, uh, like, demeanor just immediately changed. When you're building something? Yeah. It was sandcastles. Yeah. They're going to, I know they're going to be washed away in minutes. They're temporary. They're, but, like, I sat down and was doing something with the kids and we were working on something together and I immediately felt better. Hmm. It's so weird. And like, even though I know it's not really productive, it's like there's an engagement. There's something yes. that's useful there. Cause the beach is extremely passive. Yeah. Cause people go there just to kind of wallow in the majesty or spend time with yeah. each other. Right. And you know, you yeah. bring a cooler and just kind of, there's only so much paddle ball somebody can play <laughs> in a time. I think, I think, <laughs> Not to try to solve any problems, but I think that you would really dig scuba diving. I think I would too. Like it is another world. Yeah. And it's right there. It's been there the whole time. Right. Like that, like I said, I've been going to that beach since I was four and right off uh, a quarter mile ish, like you could swim if you really, really wanted to. Um, there's a bunch of tanks that the Air Force has sunk in the water as an artificial reef. Like, like boom, driving boom, tanks. Like tank tanks, like hmm. Russian tanks that yeah. they had. Didn't know it. Weird until I started scuba diving. I'm like, are you kidding me? This has been out there the whole time. And it's just underneath the water. And you never would have known. Hmm. And <clears throat> it's the same thing. Like you talk about with alligators, with sharks. People right. ha- like I will actively, I want to go diving with sharks. I've been diving with sharks in the Atlanta aquarium, mm-hmm. which I feel like those are like puppy mill sharks, even though I know they are actually <laughs> sharks. Puppy mill sharks. 
Like they're they're show sharks, which makes no sense. Yeah, they're still sharks. Yeah. I'm missing a piece. Mm. Keep going. But I want to go diving with sharks. And my wife thinks I'm crazy. And I will admit to that because that's not a normal human reaction to want to go actively put yourself in a situation where this predator has the upper hand. Yeah, you're in their their place. Yeah, I want to be a passive observer to a completely different world. And that that sounds awesome to me. Like, I would like to try that. But just... It sure beats observing just sitting on the sand watching your kids. Right. Observing something is one thing, like something that you're not used to. But just like observing people laying on the beach is tough. Yep. Anyway, so back to the, uh, the, the spring. We go to the spring. It's, you know, they say, oh, we're just everybody got back in the water. It's cool. And there's kids everywhere. They're playing around. There's like people in mermaid costumes out swimming in the water and they're like taking pictures of them and. Those things are dangerous. Yeah, that's what I've heard. These these tails on these things were like four feet wide, though. They're yeah. huge. Anyway, there are three or four people out there. They're shooting pictures out in the, you know, and there's tons of people playing and everything. And I go put my feet in this water. And it's like, I knew it was cold. It is so cold. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you get in that water? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And I just had like a, I'm an adult moment. <laughs> like, I don't have to get in this water. And nobody can make me feel bad about it. <laughs> don't tell me what to do that's right you're not my mom so but then you know my wife and the kids are all in the water and they're all shaking they're this is so much fun i love this this is so great yep and i'm just like dangling my toes in and like that's far enough like, i have no interest in this and you know all the alligators that are out there waiting for people to go close enough to the <laughs> to the not edge today, of the water <laughs> Are those? Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. I mean, the other side of me is like, like, what a baby. Like, what a selfish person that I can't just like get over that stuff long enough to fully engage with my kids in that environment and just like, I should suck it up. And I go back and forth. I have a hard time with that, you know, because it's like I I don't want to be the dad that doesn't do things. I always want to be the dad that does stuff and engages, whether it's my thing or not. I downloaded Pokemon Go. I haven't told my kids this yet. Oh, really? I downloaded Pokemon Go. I have no interest at all. Nope. Neither did I when I did it. But the fact is, my kids are really into it. Mm -hmm. And if it's a thing that I can figure out how to do with them in limited capacity to engage with them in something that they're interested in, I need to give it a shot. Yep. That's exactly. That was my outtake on it or my outlook on it when I did it is that Deacon was finally excited about something mm. and it would get him outside and get him to go walk around downtown, you know, cause our downtown at the time in Georgia was really nice as it is here. Yeah. Um, so as many of the adults that were whining about random kids looking at their phones all day, like, yeah, he's outside. He's engaging in something that he enjoys. Yeah. You can do it with other friends that also enjoy the same thing. Like what are the downsides to this? Yeah. I mean, it's a screen time thing is partially yes. part of it for me, you know, but yeah, it's metered at the same time. Like I just, I don't know. It's a weird balance because I think, you know, there's part of me that says I should just get over myself and be fully engaged even in things that I don't care about. But like my personality is this, like, I don't, it's hard to fight who you feel like you are on right. the inside. Like yeah. it's it's hard for me to like things that I don't like. Or to pretend. It's hard for me. To, yeah, I don't yeah. want to pretend. Like one of my things is being 
who I am all the time and being the same thing all the time mm -hmm. and trying not to be like one thing in front of these people and another thing in front of these people. And so I don't know. It's weird. It's tough. My and it's something I actually have like a legitimate hard time with. My problems are with people, which I think is worse. Hmm. Is that when we go on vacation, we have to see so many people because all of our family is kind of from the same area. My wife and I grew up in the same location. So we have to go see her side and we have to go see my side. And there's not a lot that I have in common with a lot of her family. Yeah. Uh, and so I have to try to fake it and I'm not good at it. And it's obvious that I'm either not trying or I'm just not good at it. Yeah. And I have to try to set an example for my son who is exactly like me and I see it and I can sympathize with him. I'm like, buddy, I know you don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be here, but I can't say that I don't want to be here. I'm like, there are immeasurable benefits to you engaging with these obscure family members, like cousins of moms and stuff. So it's, right. it means something that you can't really put your finger on. So just kind of go have a good time while I sit in the corner and don't engage with anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, it's, it's, It sounds super terrible. And if I, I think if I were to engage with any of those people individually, it would be different. Like if we were going to go see cousin X or aunt so-and-so or grandma, whoever, like one-on-one, -on -one, I can have a conversation. Cousin X. Yeah. That's a new movie. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. But like in a big group, like, People start talking in the little clicks and my wife goes off and talks to her mom and her sister and all the people. And then I'm just kind of like hanging out mm -hmm. and I just really don't want to be there. And a couple of times I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not going. Hmm. She's like, well, what am I going to tell people? And that was the biggest thing is what am I going to tell people? Where, what do I say when people ask where you are? I'm like, I don't know. And I don't, I don't really care. That's an interesting, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I, that's an interesting thing. Because, like, there's, there's, like, an expectation that as a person in a relationship, marriage or maybe even otherwise, that, like, <clears throat> you have to become, wow, how do I say this without totally? I think we may be getting in trouble for this episode, but I don't think so. But it's all well-intentioned. Like, yep. like, I'm trying to get through this here. So there's an expectation that you should come to really enjoy being around in-laws or friends mm -hmm. of your spouse or friends of you know what i mean mm -hmm. because you love the person you get all of the stuff that comes with them i totally get that but it's interesting i never really thought about the fact that there is an expectation that you should then also be able to engage in the same way that they do with their family and with their friends and with the things that they're interested in yep and that's not a bad thing but maybe it's a lot to ask of people yeah, because they have a huge wealth of experience, shared experience, a lot of the common traits. Um, so when my wife and I were first dating, her her dad lived in the in area in Florida where we did also, and he had a horse farm or horse, I guess it's a ranch, yeah. whatever. He had a farm with horses. <laughs> he grows horses out of the yeah. ground. Yeah, and uh, Tiff was real into riding horses. And I have zero desire to be near a horse. <laughs> Like, I just never really cared about horses. And then she told me that this horse that they had bit this lady's nipple off. <laughs> and then she was okay. like, she gave me this brief. She's like, don't approach a horse from rear. No, I do all this. I was like, this is 
I need like a hard hat and like protective equipment yeah. to approach this loving, cute animal that you've known your whole life. I'm like, you know what? I kind of not into this. Yeah. I have my pumas on <laughs> going out to this ranch thing. <laughs> and like we went riding on this horse and I was like behind her sitting on like the horse's butt. I'm like, I don't want to do any of this ever. Yeah. And but when we went out there, it was horsey culture. Hmm. And but she knew that I was somewhat uncomfortable, but then she could see that I was trying. I think I hope she saw that I was trying <laughs> to like make strides to you engage. Were convinced of that, whether it's yeah. true or not. But I think that lends exactly to what you're talking about. Like that is their thing. They are all about it. We as boyfriend girlfriend have shared like likes and dislikes and experiences that could be completely different from those of her family or her other friends. Right. That I hope she did not expect me to turn around and become some cowboy because that never happened. Well, no, I don't I don't think that I think I, I will say that my wife has always been. All the good stuff that I'm not. Hmm. To her, all the, the things that I cannot get myself to be for her that I should be. She has been all those things for me. She has always done the stuff that I want, gone the places I have wanted to go hung out with people and probably never complained about it a single time. She's far more like flexible and able to enjoy things that are not hers. I've just, I'm bad at that. Yep. And so in one breath, I'm saying like, it seems like a lot to ask of somebody to like, just be into your stuff, but she does it. She does it perfectly well. Always has 16 years of marriage. And so I should get over myself and do better. And just honestly, sit in the sand. Well, I mean, honestly, that's like, it's a practice thing. I think I need to be better at just not getting my way. I, I think that's what, if I could boil this down and I had to come up with a harsh truth about myself or surrounding this conversation is I am extremely selfish and I just don't want to do the things that I don't want to do. Absolutely. And if people in the world will go, oh, and to answer that question of like, what am I going to tell the people? I go, you looked him dead in the face and go, Josh doesn't want to do that. And then they all just nod in approval and they move on with their conversation. Hmm. But I realize that that is not the way that loving social behavior works. Right. Like, yeah, the, the real answer should not be to they just all like, Hark, Josh is not here because he does not find any of these conversations <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Do not expect him here regularly. Uh, and then they all go, okay. But yeah. the the real answer should be me going and putting myself out there uh, and, and trying to engage people that I don't really know or I'm assuming that I'm not going to get along with because we don't have that's, shared That's a big things. part of it. That's a big part of it, for me at least, is that I go into situations like that with an assumption. Okay, so here's a good example. Uh, my wife's having her like... 20 year high school reunion soon or something. Mm -hmm. Some big reunion. I don't remember what year it is. I think it's 20. And like when she said that, I was like, ugh, burp. ugh, <laughs> ugh. I don't want I don't even want to go to mine. Like why in the world would I want to go to somebody else? I lucked else's? out that Tiff and ours is the same. <laughs> oh, that's handy. But I don't think she expects me to go, but my initial reaction is like dry heave. But then, <laughs> but then I have to be like, what the heck? Like get over yourself. Like, you could spend a couple of hours just getting to know these people who are probably perfectly awesome people. 
they have things that we're we probably have more in common than I realize. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't, like big deal. It's not going to kill you to just be there and be supportive and just like be okay. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. initial reaction is that selfish thing that we talked about just a second ago. Like, ooh, I don't want this, so I can't do it. I can't be happy no matter what the situation is. I can't just be okay. Because then you implode the situation before it even starts. Exactly. You don't allow and yourself that's totally to not even. Fair. That's not fair to me. Yep. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to the people at the gathering, whatever the gathering may be. Mm-hmm. You just assume that they're uninteresting people who haven't changed since high school. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. Like, I'm never going to see them after that one day. Like, what's the point of actually engaging? And that's totally stupid. But I have thought that, like, I'm going to go to this thing, I'm going to meet some people, and then I'm never going to see them again. I'm never going to talk to them, never going to have any interaction with them. Well, with that attitude, of course you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, that's or, not that far from, from truth. No, 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 but at the same time, like, how many times in your life, and I'm sure it's happened, have you intersected with some person for a brief moment and it's had an impact on you? In Absolutely. some way. Some yeah. way, right? Right. They don't, you don't have to have a lifelong relationship with mm-hmm. them. There have been impacts from people that in passing. And so sitting down for an evening and having a conversation or going to the beach with a family member that you're not real close to for a couple of days, like there can be good out of that or just like nothing out of that, but it's not necessarily going to be bad. All this is I'm coaching myself, trying to get myself past this because it's stupid and it's not something I want. I just had a really hard time at the beach yeah, and I don't want that to continue to be a part of. I think it's a personality trait too. It is. Because we just had this this very thing happen today where we were going to go. <laughs> you want to tell the story? Yeah, I want to tell the story. <laughs> so we needed some some metal, some three-quarter inch square tubing that Lowe's didn't have enough of. So there is a metal yard here in town. And Bob was like. That I've known oh. about for a year. Mm-hmm. And that I've will never. deliver to the house. <laughs> I've so known about the, this place for a year and I've never been. They have a phone number. They have a website. It's all there. And he's like, well, I don't want to go. I'm like, well, we can't get the other stuff. We need to go. He's like, yeah, but it's a, it's a new place, and I just don't want to go. I was half joking when I said that, by the way. Half. 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 Half is still significant. But it's we went, and it was a lovely experience. Those guys had everything we need. They had a whole bunch of stuff. We actually got some ideas while we were there about future things because of the products that they had available. And it was, I think, a, a really good field trip. But I am guilty of that very same thing. Is that It's somewhere new. It's somewhere that I know that I – or it's I don't know – that I like it already, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, when we were a kid, we used to go for rides. Did you guys ever go for rides? Like you just get in the car and you just go. I don't think so. And my so. parents would just go like discover stuff. I hmm. hated that. I hated it so much. But then we used, we may end up somewhere neat or some like antique place or someplace I'd never been before or ever seen before. But just like, all right, get in the car. I'm like, where are we going? Are we going to this list of approved locations? <laughs> They're like, no, we're going for a ride. And I'm like, God, that means there's just a bunch of pine trees. And eventually we're going to end up somewhere that smells like old people and I can't touch stuff. And so I immediately wrote it off. It's just a terrible place, yeah. a terrible endeavor. And sometimes it would end up somewhere awesome. Yeah. But, and I think that is, if I had a, a shortcoming, like a deep intestinal shortcoming, it's a price man, which is, I think, a thing that we have in our family. Is that the amount of potential energy it needs to create a little bit of kinetic energy, like to get us going, is pretty great. Hmm. Like my wife wants to go and do, and I'm and I can ugh, I can whine and I can, ugh, and then once I'm there, I can have a good time. Right. I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that 
there's a rut that her persuasive force has to overcome. And then once it gets over that little apex of the lip and then it's, it's fine. And yeah, God bless our women for wanting to actually do that. It's like put forth that energy. Yeah. And to have to listen to our whiny little babiness about going somewhere new. It's weird because like if it's a, it's such a personality thing. Cause if it's a new place that I'm interested in, Let's do it. Get Let's in the van. Do it. Yeah, we're going time. now. I don't care. We don't have to pack. You don't need bag. shoes. <laughs> Just get in the car. Yeah, man, we're children. That's really. I. That's all we are. Is and, big babies. And the funny thing is, like that. That kind of behavior. If I saw my kids acting that way, which they do, because they're children, I actively work against it. And and there's stuff in me that is just like that same way about different stuff and i don't want that to be there how do you get rid of that um i think it's a fake it till you make it type situation because if if that's how i've I've convinced myself with the in-laws thing especially around the kids is that if they were to show any sign of irritation that we have to go or like no i'd rather be doing whatever i don't want to go do this thing i'm like no guys and I will give them the spiel that we have just discussed. Mm-hmm. All on while on the inside, just being flat out irritated that I have to go myself. Yeah. And it's a, a do as I say, not as I do, but I'm going to have to do. Do, <laughs> do as I say, not as I feel internally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something I want to be better at. But I think it's the same thing. Like if... <sighs> To set those limits and expectations with your spouse, I think, is a good, healthy practice. Because if they think that you really like horses or you really like the beach, then all of the rest of the things that you're going to have to do are going to be surrounded by beach horses. <laughs> and you're going to be 80 years old. And like, but Bob, you love the beach. You're like, no. We were talking about that a couple of days ago. Somebody said, oh, who was I talking to? I don't know. The point is, somewhere along the line, when I was a kid, I had a thing with a raccoon on it. (laughs) And I liked that thing. So then my mom assumed that I liked raccoons. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't remember any of this. But I know that I have a ton of raccoon stuff (laughs) from when I was a kid. And I don't know why, other than somebody thought that I liked raccoons. So I had raccoon, like, uh, a comforter for my bed and matching... uh, things Where for the for that? the wind i don't know and uh drapes for the window a picture of a raccoon on the wall two uh stuffed raccoon animals maybe that's where it started <laughs> i don't know but like all of a sudden people thought i liked raccoons and then i had a bunch of raccoon stuff that i have to figure out what to do with as i grow older but we was talking about that with somebody else because they had something like that where it was like oh yeah you must like blank because you reacted that one time i think i'm pretty sure that neither one of us are good enough actors to make our wives think that we actually like these things oh (laughs) that's yeah how bad how bad we try yeah so i don't think that's the big issue i think the bigger thing with me is that i would like to be a little more mature about a lot more mature about how i react to those things um because she and my kids and everybody else I know is so flexible with me. Mm. And like, I would like to do that for them. And it's just something that I naturally have a hard time with. So trying to figure out how to do that. I'm done with my set. Well, 
Except that I'm missing a piece. This is the first time in a very long time I've had a Lego set that's missing a piece. Are you dropping? I don't think so. I don't know. <clears throat> you well, I started think, yours. Well, kind of. This set must have been pre, like, bag number one, bag number two, bag number three. Oh, there's no numbers. No, and I'm on step number nine, and I have opened one, two, three, like, seven different bags. Hmm. And that's why it's, it may be loud, and I apologize, but like I need a piece, and I'm cringing because it's in a bag I haven't opened yet, and I'm not even in double-digit steps. But, I mean, to add to what you're saying, yes, that is extremely beneficial for you to make that recognition. Because I feel like a lot of husbands and fathers just like, nope, go. That's you and your mom yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then that, I mean... Your kids are going to see that. My kids are going to see that. And it's something that you don't want to perpetuate throughout the years. Right. But I don't like eggplant. Don't feed me eggplant. I'm not going to mix words. I'm not going to tell somebody like, oh, maybe you should try it. Like, no. Right. There are things just, I don't want to explore that. That's off the table for whatever dumb reason. I've set that limit and set that boundary. I don't think it has crossed a line into like experiences like Josh doesn't go to so-and-so's house or she knows the people that I like and people that I like absolutely dislike. And I don't want to go hang out with him. Right. And I think at a certain point she, there was a birthday party or something. And she was like, I know that you really don't want to go. Oh yeah. She and I wanted to hug her. Too. I wanted to hug her straight. I'm like, <laughs> we have reached a moment in our marriage yeah. where my selfishness has just become okay. Hmm. In or just one little area or, is that an indication of something bigger that like, wow, mm, I have been this way so hard for so long that now it's the, it's the default. Probably. And, and back to what you're saying about the difference between like personal interaction and stuff. Like you don't like eggplant. Mm -hmm. The danger, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like eggplant either. The danger there is that like you practice disliking stuff and like, I don't like, this kind of salad, so I'm not going to eat that kind of salad anymore. And that becomes a practice. And the more things that, like that that you end up doing and you get used to being like, that's not something I do, that practice will work itself into other stuff. And it will eventually work itself into relationships, I think. Mm -hmm. If I get so comfortable, and, I'm, and maybe this is a generalization, but if I get so comfortable with saying, there are certain types of foods that I won't eat, which is not really something I do, but imagine... And I'm just like, those are off the table. The more things I push off the table, the more okay and the closer you are to being like, that's not the type of person I want to be with. That's mm. not the type of, of interaction I want to have. So I'm just not going to do those. And people will start to fall into categories and, you know, interactions will start to fall into categories. And that's I dangerous. That. That's bad. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And there was a quote that I saw a long time ago from Mark Twain about travel and how like travel was the cure for people who are closed minded. I don't remember exactly oh, what yeah. it says. I've heard that. It was kind of like yeah. that, like you wanting to explore and go and see, and it was completely contrary to you having these type of like homebody ish. Don't bother me with stuff. I don't want to do thoughts. Yeah. And even then like travel, I had to be, I have to be talked into. And the moment that I finally am pushed over that hump, I love it. And it's been an amazing, like edifying, like, building me up as a human being type of experience but there's still that initial resistance and i don't know why and yeah i, I have to purposely like are right, you should just say yes just 
because it's important right. to someone else. Like, I think I've I've tried to quantify it. I go, if she cares 10 about me going and I am just at a apathetic zero, her want for me to do it drastically outweighs my desire just to do nothing. Hmm. <clears throat> and so at a certain okay. point, like if we're going to go to someone's house that I just can't stand and don't like, and I don't want my kids around that my resistance to it goes up to like a six or a seven. Right. Which may match hers. And then it's, it's more equal to, to look at on a husband and wife, like, okay, you should not go do this. Not just, you're just being lazy and you don't. So there's a difference between like an apathy and a dislike for something. I think so. Yeah. For me, it's okay. hard to distinguish those things. And I have yeah. to be mature enough to go like, do I really care? Or am I just more comfortable doing this? Like, I'm not actively against this thing. I just don't feel like doing it. Right. To where hmm. I am actively like, I am putting my foot down. No, I don't want to do this for these yeah. understood and communicable reasons. That's interesting. I hadn't made that distinction between things that you actively don't want to do and so things I think, that you're just like, I'm just not excited. I think about you've that. made the case for actively not wanting to go to the beach and sit on the beach. For me, yes. But at the same time, it's not about me. The beach, I am a father. I'm a husband first and a father second. And that means that a trip like that is not about me. Not fully about me, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, so, I know my dad doesn't yeah. like the beach. Yeah. He's never liked the beach. Like, we've grown up there since I was four. I know my dad doesn't like the beach. So if I'm going to go to the beach, I'm not going to ask my dad. But when we were in adults, uh, we were doing something. And he actually came to the beach and hung out, like took his shoes off and walked around the sand. And I was an adult. And I'm like, holy crap, look at that. Huh. Look at him go. It wasn't something I think this may be trying to justify my actions for my future self. <laughs> To let my future self off the hook, but I never like held it against him because he didn't want to go to the beach or like out of all of the things that my dad did correct. Mm -hmm. I think I gave him some grace for like, he doesn't like that thing and I'm not going to, yeah, that's bust okay. his, you know, yeah. bust his chops about it. But it's hard to know now what those, man, what those sticking points are going to be for your kids. Like it could be super impactful and super meaningful for them. If that's the thing you choose to like put your foot down and go, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. I think when it comes to the kids though, like <clears throat> to, for me to actively decide I'm not going to do something that they want to do, I need to have a pretty good reason for that. Yeah. And it's not because I don't like sand and it's not because I'm hot. <laughs> that's not a good enough reason. If I'm going to tell my kids, I don't want to engage in something with you I think there needs to be like a pretty solid reason because if it's something that I don't want to do with them, it's something that I don't think they should. Well, how do I say that? If there's a, if there's a big enough reason that I don't want to do it, either that's a selfish reason or it's big enough that they shouldn't be doing it. Okay. I don't want to do drugs with you kids. Drugs are bad, but that also means you shouldn't be doing drugs. Right. I don't want to go to the beach. The beach is fine. That's me being selfish about a thing that like, I just, I just don't want to do it and mm -hmm. I'm not going to go do it with you because I don't want to. So I think there's part of me that, that just needs to, I've been reading a book recently. Um, How do you have time to read all these books? I listen to books okay. while I run. I run a lot. Um, on one and a quarter speed. 
that okay. helps. Okay, got it. Um, <clears throat> it's called Scream Free Parenting, and I'm not, whatever, read it if you want to. But there's some really good points in it about pausing, about not letting your natural reaction be the reaction all the time, and about like if something happens, some situation, you're irritated, you're mad, you're worried, you're scared, you're whatever, pause for just a second. Think about what you're going to say or how you're going to react before you do it. And it's, the book's talking about it in relation to like uh, anger and frustration and things like that. But it also applies with just like whatever, really. Instead of me being like, oh, I don't want to be on the beach. I could pause for a second and be like, okay, I don't want to be on the beach. Now, do I act like that? Do I like pitch a fit about it? Do I throw a fit? Do I figure out a way to turn it into something good? Do I go find us something else to do that's not the beach? You know, like there's a bunch of different ways you can react to something like that. Um, but the natural, you know, 12-year-old Bob reaction is like, Ugh, I don't want to. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. Especially not to my kids because there's just too much else. There's too much going on there in that relationship and in that particular situation for me to throw my fit. So part of this whole thing week has been me realizing that and realizing that I need to do better at my reaction, both when I'm frustrated, but also when I just am not feeling something, I'm not like into it. I still need to take that pause and figure out like, what's the best way. Oh, another really cool thing about that book is it talks about the difference between, um, being responsible for your kids and being responsible to your kids. Hmm. And that's like a whole chapter. I'm not going to go through that. But one of the things is like, you know, if you think about being responsible to them, your reaction has a lot to do with like how you're setting them up to learn how to react to things or how yep. to be in the future. And so taking a pause there can have a pretty big impact on how they start to react to the stuff that they don't like or they don't understand or whatever. So anyway, <clears throat> that's that. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. We got pretty deep. I think I'm, I've had, whoa, uh, my, yeah, I've had my therapy session. My, uh, light cycles are done. Pretty That's dope. Cool. I like them. I have, I wish they were like bigger, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. You made a floppy gray and yellow thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think I made the cockpit in the front wheel of this helicopter. I think, uh, that's not even the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. You can see like the, the, the chin, little chin. Yeah. So this is, yeah. So I made the, the chin bubble of a helicopter. Nice. This set, I feel like this is just going to be loud. I have to open yeah. a lot of bags for a single piece. Yeah. So kudos <laughs> to uh, their systems engineers that tried to make this user experience a little better by grouping Yeah, the items. numbered bags is like a big thing. I didn't think that it was as necessary or as important as it is. It felt like it was a change toward like dumbing down the system a little bit for kids mm -hmm. to make sure that they had what they needed to do step by step. But mm -hmm. it actually, I think in this case, makes a lot more sense. Now, oh, if you yeah. were a person who was really into knolling, mm. yeah. but you know, did we it talk actually, about that? Yeah. Okay. It gives you a little uh, in the front of this, it kind of encourages you to do so there's a uh, picture well, it's of not a table. really knolling it's separating I mean, you're, you're grouping like items make this pile and that pile yeah. and that pile not putting them in anal retentive geometric yeah you can waste your time in any way that you would like it's we're 48 minutes in you got anything else fun you want to talk about anything less deep 
Um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about what we got? The other day? Sure. Okay. If you're not watching the video, you're missing out on, look at this thing, Voltron. The Lego Ideas set, Voltron number 22. Goodness gracious. I am very excited about this. 2,300 pieces. I almost bought two. I almost bought you one. Oh. But I didn't. <laughs> yeah. That awe was not, thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> I was that like, awe was, aw. that's a missed opportunity. Oh. Aw, well, they're still for sale. Yep. We could do that. That would be pretty cool. That's going to be a fun one. And that, that kit is cool because mm. I read that it has individualized books. So you put all of the different lions together. So we could be working on mm -hmm. maybe a lion a piece or two lions a piece. And then with our powers combined, make Voltron. <laughs> that would be cool. So I think for this format, it really lends itself. Yeah. It's a very expensive set. It's new. It actually is just available for the VIP Lego members, which by the case doesn't actually mean anything. You can just like sign up for a free VIP account. Go do that. And I got... I got 40 bucks off. Did I tell you that? Mm -mm. Because of I had used the VIP card number or whatever to buy sets in the past, I got 40 bucks off of that. Score. It's free money. Yep. Well, not really. Kind of. Free Legos. Anyway. All right. Is that it for this week? Yeah. Cool. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Yeah. Uh, where can everybody find you? At thepiworkshop.com. What about you? At I Like to Make Stuff yeah, everywhere. Find us both. Yep. Yep, Super yep, cool. yep, yep. Um, we, if you want to get, this is like we're just putting out, putting out the show. You know, we've got a few episodes out. If you want to have some feedback, um, you can send it to us on Twitter at I Like to Make Stuff with one F, character mm -hmm. limit on Twitter, um, or any of the other ways. If you're listening to this, you probably know how to get in touch with us. So go do that. That would be awesome. Um, if you want us to like feed our our Lego habit. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash I like to make stuff is an awesome way to support this show and the videos and all the other stuff that we're building out with I like to make stuff I think that's it yep cool see you guys next week bye bye